sake. Glorify your name. Lord, we give all glory to you because you are worthy of all honor and praise. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the midst of us. Father, thank you for using us. Thank you for preparing us, blessing us, encouraging us. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's an exciting time to be serving God. Amen. I think it is because, you know, God is going to do more and we're going to do less. I believe that. Amen. He does more and we do less. I think this dispensation or this time period that we're living in right now, I believe God is training us. And I believe this is a training like never before. Amen. We're being trained for something we've never seen before, something we've never done before. Amen. I believe that this is the ultimate time to be living for God. It's so good because I'm telling you, God's glory will manifest everywhere you look. Situations you prayed for, you didn't even know that it was that serious. We're going to see results. Amen. Because God is doing uh, exceedingly and abundantly that Ephesians 3.20. He says, we are Ephesians 3.20 people. And I, I took that to mean that he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. But it's according to what we think and believe, according to the power that we possess on the inside of us. Being an end-time warrior or the end-time church, and we know that we are, I, I, I know it's a big responsibility because God is changing things. Amen. He is changing things. He is preparing us for what's to come. Amen. And I know that that what's to come is going to be greater than what we could ever think or imagine. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm just so thankful he chose us. We are it. There was a time when I didn't believe that, but I know it now. (laughs) So end time warriors are handpicked by God. And they're called to make a difference. And we do make a difference. Amen. Hallelujah. We're called to set the captives free. Called to be a light in a dark place. And to never allow the flame to go out. So don't ever let your flame go out. Even if you feel bad. (laughs) Never let your flame go out. Because there's someone that needs what little bit we have. Even when we're not feeling all that great. You know, um, someone said, a bad day with God is better than a great day just being out there on our own. So even if you're feeling kind of bad, what share anyway. Share if you don't feel it. Amen. Share if you're, you have a little bit of doubt, which we shouldn't. But you know the devil is always fighting us for our faith. So share what you have, even if you're not feeling like you are receiving what you want to receive share anyway be a light amen end time warriors must submit to the lord and to the fivefold ministry gifts i've never seen an end time warrior or someone that's called to do exploits for god not submit to the end time to the fivefold ministry gifts amen they must submit to the direction of the prophet because they need direction and vision the direction and the vision of the prophet for the body of christ and so in other words we don't know what to do if there's not a a prophet to give direction and and guidance amen we must learn to use the word of god skillfully and walk in the spirit so that they don't obey the lust of the flesh see the end time church is not going to have time for flesh And I believe that's what God is delivering us all out of now. (laughs) He's delivering us, amen, from pettiness, delivering us from ourselves, delivering us from being involved in things that we shouldn't be involved in. He is teaching us by his spirit to live from him, through him, you know, just needing God and and God only, you know, just uh, being comfortable in what God is doing and not being concerned 
about what the world is doing or other churches or other people, you know, because we're one body. Amen. But God is is uh, beckoning, I believe, to the heart of those that he have called to do an end time work. And we're listening. We're learning. We're believing. Amen. We're stepping out in faith because we know if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Amen. We're bypassing the fear that sometimes uh, want to grip us so that we don't make a move in the right direction. You know, the devil doesn't want us to have mercy on people who need mercy. He wants us to rule with our ironclad fist and not give mercy. Amen. But the Bible says he who gives mercy shall receive mercy. But the devil wants you to think if you're in the driver's seat or, you know, if you have a, a, a ups on somebody that's low, you know, the devil's thing is to step on people. But God is saying, extend mercy, extend the hand of mercy. So I believe that God is, is he's got our jobs cut out for us. But I, I know it's just as easy as just trusting God and allowing him to lead and we follow him, stay in the spirit, not in the flesh. And the Bible says these signs shall follow those that believe. End time warriors have signs following. If there's no sign, you weren't called to be an end time person. Amen. But in Mark, uh, what is that, Mark 13, Mark 15 or 16, Mark 16, 17, if you go there and we're going to read it, and I believe it's a mandate. Amen. The God's end time warriors are responsible for their own self-government. We have to govern ourselves. And he's left his guidelines. And I believe Mark 16, 17, 18 is an important guideline that he's left the end time warriors. Yeah, we are end time people. And I'm not planning to go nowhere soon. And you ain't either, so you end time. <laughs> Mark 16, 17, and 18. Oh, it would be nice if I turned there. Hallelujah. I'm going to go in 15. It says to go into, and this is Jesus' words, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's leaving no man out. See, we don't get to judge who deserves the gospel and who doesn't. Amen. You know, the gospel is for everyone. We preach the gospel to the poor, to the rich, preach to everybody, every creature. And verse 16 says, and he who believes, and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs follow those who believe. That's you and me, the end time army. Signs will follow if you believe. In my name, we will cast out demons. We will speak with new tongues. We will lay hand, take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm us. Amen. And we will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. And so this is the the pouring out that God is, is, is doing. I believe it's in the midst of us right now. Amen. So we have to self, self-govern ourselves. That word self-government needs to self-control. It means self-rule, self-determination. So you can't give up. It also means sovereignty, freedom, independence. Self-command, I like that one. Or control of one's own affairs. So we have to be in control of what we do, what we say at all times, amen, because God is listening. He's employed us to do a service, and he's depending on us, and he's entrusting us with his word, with his anointing. These signs will follow those that believe, so he's entrusting us with a lot, amen. And so no matter what we are going through, we have to have self-government, you know, self-discipline. And we don't let that, you know, mess with what we're doing for God. And when we get into self-pity, you know, when you get into self-pity like I was almost in this week, you know, we forget that there's still a dying world out there no matter how bad we feel, you know. There is somebody that needs to hear that God loves them. There's somebody that needs to hear that God cares. There's somebody that needs to hear that, you know, no, no situation is too bad for God to intervene. Amen. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Amen. And there is somebody that always needs to hear that. 
sometimes situations can look really bad, especially when you're, people are surrounded with doubt and unbelief. But there's a light that shines in darkness, and that's you and me that will come in and cut through all the negativity. And we will speak a word. I'm telling you, it will change atmospheres. This is, this is happening now. It's, we're going to see it more. Change atmospheres, change attitude, change hearts, change people's thinking from negative to, you know, uh, people who are encouraged and not disappointed. You know, this is our job. So get ready for it. Amen. Then when there are prophecy, get ready, get ready. This is the real get ready, get ready. <laughs> the real get ready is get ready to do your job. Amen. And not so much think about what God has promised you. Because what I'm telling you, when you go in God's name doing exploits and doing those things that he's called us to do, your, your situation gets straightened out in the process. You know, all of a sudden you, you realize, I don't have that no more. I don't have this no more. I don't have, I don't have all that stuff that I have. It's gone. Because God heals as we go. Amen. He heals as we go. He delivers us and set us free as we set the captives free. And so don't ever wait until you get a healing or you get what you need before you can move out for God. Amen. I'm telling you, those, we're the, my best um, teaching or preaching out in the workplace or out in the market or whatever, the world, my best came from a, a, a broken heart. You understand what I'm saying? And then I would look back and say, wow, you know, I, I, I don't even know where that came from. It came from what's on the inside. See, God is concerned more about what's on the inside of you than the outside. Amen. Warriors have to have this self-government. Part of that is taking care of what's on the inside. Amen. Being sure that what's on the inside is pure. God is calling purity. Amen to the body of Christ for this dispensation. And the gospel has been entrusted to us, and we have to do what we're supposed to do. In other words, God's committed it to us. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe God doesn't have a doubt that we're going to do what we say. We're going to do it. We're doing it anyway. Amen. So we've been given a responsibility or a commission or a mandate to preach the gospel, and, and especially in these end times. And that word mandate means instruction or directive. He's given us a directive. It also means a decree or a command, a charge. You know, when you charge another person to speak forth what God has called them to say or to put the words in, in your mouth. Uh, that word mandate also means commission. An order or an injunction. This is it's, it's serious stuff. It's important to God and it's important to us to know and understand what's expected of us. We don't just sit around and wait on God to change our situation. That's not what it's about. But what God uh, expects end time warriors to do is take care of his business. He'll take care of yours. Amen. Amen. Take care of God's business. Get busy. Open your mouth. It's as simple as open your mouth. Hallelujah. So we've been entrusted with stewardship, and, and that's what it really is. And to stay on our watch, to make sure things go as God expects them to go. Because, you know, the devil is always in there trying to change things, always in there trying to debilitate somebody. You know, whispering in people's ear, you can't say that, you can't do that, or they don't want to hear what you got to say. They do want to hear what you have to say. They're starving to hear what we have to say. And this is why God has put the word in our mouths. Our mouths are like the pen of ready writer. Amen? And so God has already given us what to say. But see, these little things, these little setbacks, if you let them uh, hold you back, then nobody will hear what they need to hear. And we are living in a dying world. You know, you'd be surprised at how much if you just sit and listen to people, you, you, they don't even really know God. And they're supposed to have a relationship with him, and, but they don't really even know him. And so 
They need for us to, and you can say it however you want to say it. I don't believe there's a set way to minister to anybody. Amen? Maybe there is. I don't know it. But all I know is God always allow me to look for a crack. You know, I just listen and then look for a little weak crack and you just slither right in with the with truth. <laughs> and so God will help you. You know, he'll always tell you what you need to say to somebody. And that's what on your watch means. On your watch doesn't mean being nosy and, and going down people's pay, Facebook page and seeing what they're doing. Because half that stuff, I don't even want to see it. You know what I'm saying? But on your watch means that you're watching for an opportunity to preach the gospel to a dying world. Amen? And it comes in a lot of different ways. <clears throat> and so we have to be ready. Being ready means that you can always get in there. And see, sometimes we're not ready. I've been not ready before. You know, them days I don't feel like it. That ain't my assignment. <laughs> it's always your assignment. You can tell yourself a lot of different things, but I'm telling you, God is waiting for us to open up our mouths. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy 20. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3, and verse 4. Hallelujah. And this is principles of governing warfare. Did you know we have to govern warfare? And this is what we're supposed to do. This is why God have us in the earth. You know, I, I listen to people when they say watchmen on the wall. You know that they're not, you know, they're not fully developed and they're, they're not really um, obeying the call because they really don't know how. Because I believe God has released us in the earth 30 years ago or more. He's released, you know, uh, watchmen and warriors in the earth. And I believe we've been doing our jobs all that time. So Deuteronomy 20, let's see, where am I at? Verse 3. Uh, do I want to go to 2? Let's go to three. It says, and he shall say to them here. Let's go to two. It says, so it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, hear, O Israel, today that you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. And I believe this is for all end time warriors. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. And do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. And so we have to believe that. Whenever you go out to do a work for God, just step out and believe that God is with you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, and he will tell you what to speak when you need to speak. Amen. But the thing I'm, I'm concerned about, being in the right place at the right time, you know, always be where God has directed you to be. And this is why I believe end-time warriors need to work under the direction uh, of a prophet so that they will always be in the right place at the right time. Amen? So we don't want to fail or miss it or give up hope because we go in the power of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. We're not alone. We never go alone. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 9. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 17. Hallelujah. And it says here, for if I do this willingly, and this is preach the gospel, maybe I should do 16. It says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe if me, is me if I do not preach the gospel. How many of you feel like that? It says in 17, for if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if I... But if against my will, I have been entrusted with a stewardship. And what is my reward then? 
that when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. Amen? So in other words, preach out of of the love of Christ. Never preach um, to see what it's going to do for you or what you can get out of it. You know, like if I do this, God can do that for me. Preach out of the love of God. Preach out of a pure heart. Preach out of a, a, a man. It's a mandate, and you know that. But still preach because it's on the inside of you. Because we have to self-govern ourselves. And part of this self-government is keeping a purity on the inside. And when God exposes something, repent. Repent. Amen. Get back with him and say, God, I don't want to be like this. Help me to get it together so that I can do the works um, that you've ordained me to do uh, with more fervor, you know, or with more, um, you know, taking more part in it and allowing it to come from your heart and having fun doing it and enjoying it and not something that you're stuck with doing and you, I got to do, you know, but it should be enjoyable, and I know it is. Because it's nothing better than to lead a person to the Lord knowing that that soul is not going to hell. Amen. Praying for people. Seeing that their healing has manifested. It's just a wonderful feeling. Nothing, no money, nothing can take that place. Amen. Nothing can take the place of working for God. And I believe that there's no reward greater when you work for God. This is employment that's so awesome. I love this employment. Amen. And so God is is really calling um, his warriors together to do an end-time work. And I know God is work. He's setting it up. And it's going to be so easy. All we have to do is open our mouths and let it flow. Amen. Don't have to figure out who it is, what we're going to do. You know, because I know that the prophet's direction and the the apostles, you know, those are two... um, positions, uh, uh, whatever they, you're called, that are well disliked or feared. Some fear them. I mean, you know, so you have to not get suspicious. Because, see, I believe that's what this is. The devil wants the warriors to be suspicious of those uh, positions. But, you know, we should just embrace them. Amen? I believe when you work under their direction and under their supervision, that stuff rubs off on you. Amen. You know, people are looking for an anointing and want to operate out. Of, I believe you operate out under the anointing when you, <laughs> when you work under those two uh, ministry gift offices. And so we shouldn't worry about all of that. God's got it all designed. He's got it all prepared. All we need to do is be obedient, open our mouths, and be in the right place at the right time. If you're in the right place at the right time, you won't be afraid of, of you know, um, opening up your mouth, saying the wrong thing. You'll say the right thing because you're in the right place. Amen. You're talking to the right people, in other words, the, those people that are in need. And so we need to just stay with God and don't look for reward. Amen. You know, it shouldn't be against your will to preach the gospel. It's, this should come from the heart, and this is part of self-government. Another part of self-government is having integrity, having integrity on the inside. Amen? And that's part of self-government. Hallelujah. Um, To pick up our cross and to follow Christ. That's our mandate, the first one. Amen? (laughs) There are things we must be willing to give up to carry your cross. See, I believe that we want to be warriors, but I think a lot of people in wherever they are, different churches, I don't know, sitting at home. They want to work for God, but they want to keep everything else too. They're not willing to give up the things that they like to carry their cross. Y'all know what I'm saying? You got to have this. This has got to be the most important thing. Not so much, I, I can't wait to lead somebody to the Lord. I'm not saying that. Just do the will of God. That ought to be, you know what I'm saying? That's what ought to, should be on the inside. And I believe it's on the inside of every end-time person. Just doing the will of God. Just obeying God and just making him happy. 
should be enough to make us happy. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not so much as I want to do this particular thing or I want to do that particular thing, but just to obey him and carry out his commands, carry out our mandate. And that should be on the inside of every end-time warrior. Amen. Self-government is the, the last test, I believe, before promotion. So you have to have what's on the inside in everything in the right place. And when God exposes something, don't try to cover it up. But ex- allow it to um, clearly be in your vision. God exposes it, and you take care of it with God. Amen. And quit thinking about what other people, other people going through their own thing too. Amen. See, the devil is always trying to make you think, well, they, they, you know, they, they ain't right either. <laughs> and so we need to just be concerned about what God is doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Uh, this dispensation or this time period has been committed to us. To the end time warrior. I believe that. And I know that we will have many success stories because God's glory is going to be revealed. What a, what a, there's no better time to work for God than now. Amen. Because he's showing himself strong on our behalf and on his behalf. He wants the world to see, you know, that he is a God that's doing great things. No matter how things are looking, I'm telling you. Don't look at how it's looking. Look at what God has promised. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I was thinking about uh, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, John Olstein, and Lester Summerall, those generals that have gone and passed on. And so I'm looking at it like this. Uh, Pastor Barb, you can help me with this if I'm not seeing it right, but I'm looking at a lot of governmental seats that need to be filled. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe I'm looking at a lot of those people right now. Could be. Amen. And so I know I see a Lester Summerall over there, over there <laughs> in this chair. <laughs> so you got, you got to think like that. <laughs> no, this over here. <laughs> you understand what I'm, you got to think like that. See, it didn't end with them because what's left is that still that commission and their fruit. Now look at their fruit. Their fruit remains. Amen. But they need somebody to pick up the torch and, and sit in that seat of authority so that we can continue to get good fruit, see fruit, amen, until that day. Amen. And I believe I know a whole lot of people that, well, a few people, who are sitting in those seats of authority that hasn't been revealed yet. Amen. So when men pass on, the conclusion has come, and what's left is the fruit. And when we go, the fruit should remain. Amen. And so always look to fill one of these seats, not by saying, you know, wanting a title or that's my seed. It doesn't work like that. You do the work. Amen. You do the work and you let God do what he's going to do. Amen. I just, the more you get into what God is doing, the more you like it. Amen. Because God is really doing, he's doing something right now. He's fitting the pieces together. He's bringing uh, forth answers to prayer, healings, just everything that you prayed for, all the prayers that we prayed up for 25 years. God is just, I, I believe he's doing something to him. You can almost feel it in the atmosphere. It didn't go to waste. Amen. Hallelujah. People getting saved. Our, our uh, family members, the hard cases, the hard knots that you thought. Honey, they have a hunger and a thirst because God is working on them. And, and, and you know, I believe God is working on prayers we forgot. Amen. You know, this is a, another thing. We living in the in the time where God is saying, "Go and pray the prayers that somebody else gave up on, yeah. that they left out there." Yeah. You know, like He told uh, Eli- what's his name to go prophesy to those old dry bones. Ezekiel. He says, "Go." That was somebody else's leftover business. <laughs> and He says, "Go prophesy." 
you know, sometimes all these dead, so-called dead situations need is the right prayer from the right person. Amen. And this leftover stuff, the children will enjoy it and the children's children. And that person that went on home to be with the Lord that thought they died in faith. Let's put it like that. I believe that God will uh, uh, allow one of us or someone like us to pray and get that thing brought into the earth. So go prophesy to those old dry bones, Ezekiel. Amen. Because that's not a dead situation. It only looked dead. But it's not dead. And so I believe we're going to be seeing this more and more where God says, you know, take over that situation that so-and-so left. They thought it was dead. But you prophesy over it and you speak life into it. Amen. Because it's not finished because we didn't see the ending of that thing. You know, it never came to fruition, but I believe that the end time worries are going to speak over a lot of dead situations and see them come to pass. Amen. God is doing a lot of stuff. He is working for you. And he is working for me. (laughs) Amen. It's a finished work. So we need to prepare to carry out this great commission. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Joshua 1. And I believe this is an example of where we are. If I can find it. Joshua 1. Hallelujah. Joshua 1 verse 1. And I'm going to read through 8 if I can. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. It says, "Um, and you and all your people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that the soles of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, and see, this is what I'm talking about, you know, seats of authority, you know, being empty. And now here's Joshua. I believe there's a lot of Joshua's out there that's going to occupy these seats because the work is not complete. Amen. But there, but you have to understand that they're complete so much as how God planned. You know, like the people, like Moses did as much as God expected him to do. He finished his mandate. And then God will put somebody else in his place like he did Joshua to carry on. And so I believe that now in the end times we're right there where God is going to um, have people occupy these seats of governmental authority. Amen. And it's going to be good. Amen. Because I believe we have more knowledge than people did back. We had more knowledge than Oral Roberts did. Lester Summerall. They had to plow and pluck up and throw down. But now I believe it's the time to build and plant. And and I know that what they did and what the people who are coming to fill their seats is going to be so quick. It's going to be a quick work. Amen. Effective work. And it's going to be all, you know, this revolution will not be televised. If you ain't there, you're going to miss it. Amen. And and it's going to be so much. It's going to be so much God. Amen. And so let me just finish reading this. I think I was in four. This is from the wilderness. And this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. And no man shall be able to stand before you, and I like that. And all the days of your life, it says, as I was with Moses, so am I with you. So as I was with Lester Summerall, so am I with you. Amen. So as I was with Oral Roberts, so am I with you. Y'all getting there? Hallelujah. And it says, let's go to verse 6. It says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide 
as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and only be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all that the law which Moses, um, I think I read that, you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Then it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It shall not, um, you shall meditate on it day and night. And you may, uh, shall observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will have, make your way prosperous and have good success. Now verse 9 says, I have not commanded you. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. This is the third time he said, be strong and of good courage and do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. So you have to believe that. I believe this is that. We are now in that situation where God goes before us and is our rear guard. Now we know what that really means. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is on the move. You know, another example I thought about that great impartation that came through Elijah and Elisha. The work must be completed. Amen. The work always goes on. It always is never complete until all God's enemies have been made as footstools. That's when it's over. Amen. So God doesn't want us to be ignorant of spiritual gifts either. For God gave us spiritual knowledge that goes with us into eternity. So spiritual knowledge, and this is I want to make a point. Spiritual knowledge goes into eternity. Carnal knowledge or natural knowledge don't go nowhere. Once it's in you in the grave, it's dead. But spiritual knowledge goes on into eternity. We want to have spiritual knowledge. When you're doing a work for God, you you have to be, uh, you have to self-govern. Part of self-government is getting rid of natural understanding. Only desire spiritual understanding. Desire what God has. Learn to put this other stuff aside because it gets us nowhere. Amen. Hallelujah. So the end-time warrior must understand about the fivefold ministry gifts and understand the three most offensive, and that's what I was trying to say earlier, the offensive offices. In other words, it's offensive to people's intellect, and that is the apostle, the prophet, and the teacher. Amen. And so we have to, and they live by mandate, and this is why people don't get them. Amen? Especially the apostle and the prophet. Now, the teacher will kind of kind of slap you with something, like a slow slap, and you'll get it two months later. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, that's what that meant. But the apostle and the prophet, they work by, and move by unction, speak by unction. Everything that they do is under the authority of God. And... It's not liked. The, the um, body of Christ is offended by these offices. And, but yet still, everybody want to be one. I don't know what I am, but I know I'm one of the top two. <laughs> They're offended by it, but yet they want to be it. Because they want to possess the gift, and they don't want to pay the price. Amen don't want to pay the price but they want what the gift can do for them they want to live off that gift but i i see god shutting people down this this is not going to happen like that anymore amen every false thing is going to shut down (laughs) let's go to first corinthians go back to first corinthians 12 i think we were in nine let's go to 12 first corinthians read from one talking about spiritual gifts this is now concerning spiritual gifts brethren i do not want you to be ignorant you know that you were gentiles carried away by these dumb idols however you were led therefore i make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of god calls jesus a curse and no one can say that jesus is lord except by the holy ghost these are diversities of there are diversities of gifts, but the same said spirit. 
there are differences of ministries but the same lord and and there are diversities of activities but it is the same god who works all in all but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all nobody's in this for fame or fortune we're in this to profit others amen for one i'm sorry for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another working of miracles you know and to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues amen but one and the same spirit works in all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills amen and so you know we have to be satisfied with what god is doing you see how he's already got this together and there's some people who want to um how can i they want to fix this their way so that these gifts are used when they say that they can be used however they want to be used and it and god's not going to have this amen i think we've seen this for years and years and years in the traditional church if they did anything amen but god wants us to understand end time warriors understand these gifts and the diversities of gifts and, the, and their usage we understand these things because we are prophetic people we walk in the spirit not in the flesh and these things are revealed to us by the spirit amen and so we will know what to do this is why we don't have to worry about what to do when to do it we'll know we do know we know already amen we just know, don't know what situation we're going to be involved in but we already know what to do we're armed already amen there's nothing lacking in us amen we got the goods so all we need to do is just use them and stop worrying about who might not like it or if you say something wrong god already said i cover you amen your our mouth is like the pen of a ready writer if if, if we govern what's on the inside of us anything that comes out is going to be on time it's going to be the right thing you know or just practice on and make it a thing to stay out of the flesh and when you're doing if you don't know what to say some people they they you know want to tell you all of this stuff just don't say nothing until you can't take it and say okay well you know god is good anyway <laughs> amen but we're one body and we need to understand as end time warriors what the body of christ needs because we're fully equipped and we like nothing warriors must warriors must understand church government also not just self-government we have to understand church government amen because there is a government in the church and we have to understand that as well amen so the, i believe the church has two sides the spiritual side where gifts are in operation and also has a government side you know where you just have to keep discipline in the church so it's a government side and the spiritual side I'm I'm just thinking, you know, it's just not written in stone, it's just my understanding. And so, but we have to know it all and we have to um respect all of it. Because if you just, you know, allow some things to happen in the church, you have a fiasco. That's why that governmental authority has to work naturally as well as spiritually. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh 1 Corinthians 14. Hallelujah. Fourteen forty. And it says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Now you know the religious people love saying that. But decently and in order means according to God's mandate, according to God's order, not according to preference or style. Amen. <laughs> But to hold oneself in proper position. See, even if you see stuff going wrong, but just because you're a watchman, it's not always your job to go fix it or correct it. You pray. In fact, it's never your job to jump out and, and you know, try to do something about 
wrong government in a church, but we pray. And I believe God speaks to us about what those things are. He speaks to us concerning those things, and we take care of it in our prayer time. Amen? So that churches will line up with what God is doing. We have a big job, but I believe it's an easy job because God's already gone before us. He's already called us to do these things. He's already ordered things and put things in motion, and it's going to be easy. Hallelujah. Decently and in order, what does that mean? It means knowing how to follow the head of the church. (laughs) That's what it really means. Shut up and follow the head of the church, and don't try to take over. Amen. And quench not the Holy Ghost trying to get things in order. Amen. I've been all, done all of that stuff, you know, and I learned. Sometimes you just got to let things flow as they're going to flow and then let God tell you what to do. Because it's never a natural, uh, the natural, let's see, what am I trying to say? When you, the natural intervention is not always the answer. Amen. But we need spiritual intervention all the time and then the natural will line up with what the spiritual is trying to do amen decently and in order hallelujah part of part of proper governing include um setting our houses in order that's part of um self-government and setting your own house the spiritual house Here's your own house. Set it in order. And I know it's scriptural because God told Hezekiah to set your, remember he said, set your stuff in order. Your time has come. Although he changed God's mind. But it's good to set things in order. Abraham set his house in order too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, What's his name? Noah set his house in order. In other words, they ruled their household. And they kept the conditions in, in the atmosphere in their homes conducive to what God was going to tell them to do. Amen. It was a way of life for them. And God is expecting the same thing from us. Us, we people. Amen. Uh, our, us end time folks, I should say. He's expecting us to keep our houses, our natural homes in order. Because we carry the anointing. Amen. So end time, our end time houses, uh, and that's in Second Kings two one. If you want to read that when you go home, about Hezekiah, Hallelujah. You can learn a lot from, you know, because nothing never really changes. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. End time worries. Amen. And under understand, you know, we have to understand the love walk. And if you understand the love walk and rejoice in truth, you won't have these worries and concerns. You'll trust God in everything that you do. Amen. You have to rejoice in truth. End-time warriors rejoice in truth. And when the enemy gets what's coming to him, you don't rejoice. Amen. You don't rejoice. But now when God makes an outward show, of the enemy coming down, then the people rejoice. But I'm talking about personal enemies that fall. We don't rejoice in that. But we rejoice when God does whatever it is that he says he's going to do. There is a, a time of rejoicing. And that's in uh, rejoicing in truth. It's in First Corinthians 13, verse 1 through 8. End warriors walk in truth. We walk in greatness, and we go from our obscurity to greatness by humility, like Jesus was humble. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Being, hu- being God will make you great when you decrease. Part of self-government for an end-time warrior. God will increase you when you decrease. In other words, stop operating out of the flesh. We go from obscurity to greatness by humility. Meekness is not weakness. 
That's what Joyce Meyer says all the time. We're not con- controlling, but we're full of confidence. So you don't control things. See, we can let our flesh get out of out of control sometimes. And so we don't control things, but we have confidence in God. And you just operate out of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and things fall in place. Amen. So Jesus didn't do things with much flamboyance or glamour. And Paul says he was not one to speak with great wisdom of words or great choice of words. Amen. says, but he operated with excellence because he is the only excellent one, Jesus. And he did operate with excellence. And we need to try to get as close as we can to what he is doing. Amen. So when you obey God and operate by the spirit of God, you'll walk in humility and love. Amen. Walking in love, learning how to love. Amen. You walk in humility. And then greatness will follow. Greatness follows humility. When, you know, there's a high cost for living low. <laughs> Amen. I mean low, low, natural low. But when you hide in the cleft of the rock and when you stay with God and you obey and you sit at his feet and you stay there and be comfortable, get comfortable there, then God will lift you up. Amen. And greatness comes. Promotion comes. Authority and integrity. All those things are tied into being humble and not arrogant and not trying to, you know, push yourself off on being great being discovered you can't discover yourself it never works it works for a a, it don't even work for a season works for one day and then it's gone but only what god does in your life will last god knows how to lift you up he knows how to make you known you know but you have to you have to self-govern you on the inside you know, if you have a desire to be known and to be somebody, you're trying to make yourself, that, that ain't clean. Go to God. Take that to God. And, and let him fix that with you. You know what I'm saying? And he will, the greatness, greatness is a result of who you are on the inside. That's what I want. It's who you are inside. It has nothing to do with what you possess, what you got, who you are. Who you with has nothing to do with that. Greatness is what's on the inside of you. Amen. And then God will make you great because of what you possess, not what you got or who you know. It just doesn't work like that. That works for the worldly people. It don't even work for them. Amen. Because those people in the world, they turn around, they sue each other so quick. They want what's in one another's pockets. But God's... He's not doing that. It's, it's not that time for that. That time is gone. Amen. It was never time for that. Last scripture, First Peter 5. Hallelujah. First Peter 5. I hope you're learning something today. Being refreshed. Being restored. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, verse 5, I think. And it says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Arrogant people don't get grace. They don't. That's, you know what that is? That's your flesh playing a trick on you. Amen. See, you can, your flesh can do that, make you feel like you've achieved something, where you can feel good about who you are. But I'm telling you, if God stick a pin in that, and you deflate, and you see that you have nothing, back at square one. Anybody ever be, been there? Amen. And so we have to allow God to inflate us <laughs> with his love. It's all about the love walk, and it's how we get to those places that we shouldn't be is because we don't know how to receive love, give it out. It's all about the love. We have to receive love from God. And so, like, what I would do is I just go back. I say, God, I've missed it somewhere. And show me that you love me. 
give me your love. Share it with me. And then the Bible says it's shed from abroad and then into our hearts. Amen. Like the oil that ran down Aaron's beard. And so when God fills you up with his love, you can go out and do anything. And being famous or being known or having um, notoriety, it, does, it doesn't matter. Amen. just don't matter. Because God makes you who you are going. If it ain't coming from God, it's not worth having. Because people are going to talk it down, beat it down, kick it down. They're going to do all that stuff anyway. Let it be God that's the support system or the foundation is holding you up. Amen. Greatness is a result of what's on the inside of you, not what's on the outside. Greatness is having holiness and holiness of mind. Amen. Not having the big head. Two different things. Big head is, is when you self-promoting. Amen. Holiness of mind is when you have the mind of Christ and you operate out of it. Hallelujah. Got to have the mind of Christ because ain't nobody really concerned about you but God and you. You understand what I'm saying? In the real world. And so what we have to do is stay with God so we won't veer off into the natural trying to succeed in the natural. We want to succeed in Christ. Amen. We want what God has for us. We don't want anything that we can get on our own because if, we, if that's the case, then what is God for? We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. And so we need to stay planted, stay with God, stay obedient, love him, bless him, be willing to do whatever it is that he says do, and allow him to restore us internally. So that greatness and promotion comes. It comes from excellence that God has, his excellency. Amen. Amen. Whatever God has for us, that's what we want. I finish reading verse 5. Be submissive. Have that humility. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6 says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. That's how you can tell if you're abiding in him, if your cares are, you know, away from you, if he's um, taking that upon him, or if, in other words, if you've given that all to him, God's love provides for all of our needs. His love provides. Amen. And he provides in such a special way that stuff just don't mean nothing anymore. Who you are don't mean anything. Your position doesn't mean. As long as you're, you're able to serve him and do something for him, it's, it's like this. As long as you know God is pleased with you, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. All of this other stuff, it doesn't matter. Amen. Because greatness is having holiness of mind. Not big head, but holiness of mind. And when you have the big head, that means that your mind and your thoughts have not been converted. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we want to be great in God's respect. Respect. So we need to continue to um, be excited about what God is doing because we're here. End time is here. And God has called all of us to do a specific work. He's um, armed us. He's given us everything that we need. We need to learn self-government. We need to get there's things we need to be doing for, you know, to ourselves or with the Lord's help with the help of the Holy Ghost, preparing for what God is doing. Because I'm telling you, God is upon us now. Great works are going to be seen, but God is going to get the glory. I think God has dealt with people who want the glory already because they're coming down. We're going to see churches closing. You know, small churches, when I look on Facebook, all you see is small little churches. Amen. Bigger churches are folding because it's too many wants, too many hands in the pot, too many whatever it is. 
I'm not concerned about it because we've never been that big before. We've been big in the spirit, but not big in, in the natural. And that's what counts. So you can't miss what you never had. But, you know, it's good to know that you're in and you're where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do. Amen. You know, uh, obtaining the things of the Spirit that he wants you to obtain and living out what God has called us to live out to do. Amen. Well, Father, thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you for your, your gracious understanding.